Son had 36 bruises, mom quoted Bible as defense. By Vic Reichert. From USA Today News section, I'm Mark Ashby. An Indiana mother who beat her seven-year-old son with a coat hanger is citing the state's religious freedom law as a defense against felony child abuse charges, saying her choice of discipline comes straight from her evangelical Christian beliefs. The Indianapolis woman quoted biblical scripture in court documents. She said that a parent who spares the rod spoils the child, and do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. The Religious Freedom Restoration Act, enacted in 2015, says the government cannot intrude on a person's religious liberty unless it can prove a compelling interest in imposing that burden and can do so in the least restrictive way. The woman, a Burmese refugee granted political asylum in the U.S., also is pointing to cultural differences as part of her defense. The case is complicated by an Indiana Supreme Court decision, one law expert said, that gives parents the right to use cords and belts, and possibly even coat hangers, to punish their children. The alleged abuse occurred February 3rd, according to court documents, when 30-year-old Park Tang said she stopped her son from dangerous behavior that would have seriously harmed his three-year-old sister. Tang, documents say, hit both children with a plastic coat hanger before telling them to pray for forgiveness. I was worried for my son's salvation with God after he dies, said Tang, who attends a Southside church, according to court documents. I decided to punish my son to prevent him from hurting my daughter and to help him learn how to behave as God would want him to. Two days later, a teacher patted the boy on the back and saw him flinch, according to court records. The teacher saw red welts on the boy and reported the observations to police and child welfare officials. A doctor at Riley Hospital for Children at Indiana University Health found 36 bruises across the boy's back, thigh, and left arm. Three photographs submitted to the court show deep purple lines striping the boy's back and several welts on his arm. The boy has one curved bruise on his cheek in the shape of a hook on a coat hanger. Tang was arrested in February on felony abuse and neglect charges. Tang and her lawyer, Greg Bowes, declined to be interviewed. In a six-page memorandum filed July 29th, Bose argued that Religious Freedom Restoration Act gives Tang the right to discipline her children in accordance with her beliefs, and that the state should not interfere with her fundamental right to raise her children as she deems appropriate. Marion County Deputy Prosecutor Matt Savage also declined to be interviewed. In an eight-page rebuttal filed August 5th, Savage argued that the beating goes beyond these religious instructions she cites from the Bible. Tang may use reasonable corporal punishment, Savage wrote, but the physical punishment she administered was beyond what most people consider reasonable. Indiana's compelling interest in preventing child abuse outweighs the religious freedom protections, Savage wrote. When perpetrators of violence against children are prosecuted and ultimately punished, Savage wrote, the government protects the community in general. Cultural differences probably contributed to Tang's failure to understand the law, according to an expert on Burmese refugees in Indianapolis. Eli Savani, executive director of the Burmese American Community Institute, expressed regret for the injuries suffered by Tang's son, while noting that what might be seen as a crime in Indiana may be considered typical parenting in Burma, which is now known as Myanmar. It's a matter of cultural practice, said Vani. 
Sometimes you use a stick to correct them in Burma. That's very normal. For the most part, it's legal for parents to spank children in accordance with their religious beliefs, Vani said. Authorities, he said, probably wouldn't get involved unless the beating left a child with very serious injuries. After moving, Burmese families need time to learn the laws and customs of their new home, Vani said. It's a great challenge, Vani said. They come here sometimes with little or no English. They need to start from scratch. It's a completely different environment. Tang required an interpreter when speaking to police and in court, according to court documents. It's unclear how long Tang has lived here. Vani said he hopes the court system will take the cultural barrier into account as the case progresses. Tang's attorney cited cultural differences in her defense. Tang is willing to adapt, defense lawyer Bose told the court, noting she completed a parenting class as part of a civil case connected to the alleged abuse that's been...